People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. Welcome to another edition of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew. I am your co-host, Joe. I am back from the countryside of the great state of Michigan here with my brother, Matt. What's going on, Matt? What's going on? Um, Michigan is is a whole nother world for me anyway. I loved every minute of it, of it but uh, it's good. It's good to be back. It's good to be back here at the... 20, 20 by 20 Ring Crew HQ, not to be confused with the 20 by 20 podcast that is not us. Apparently, someone else has the bright idea. They're based out of New York, and they are younger than us, so for shits and giggles, they got the idea from us. You're welcome, boys. <laughs> um, I, I see ladder wars in our future. Yeah, there's probably a podcast war in there somewhere. <laughs> Sure, why not? <laughs> Is that his... Oh, yeah, Mercenary Gordon. Uh, as always, we have wrestling on in the background. We are watching the Ring of Honor Summer Supercard, which took place uh, someplace in Toronto. Yeah, it during... also features CMLL and uh, New Japan. In New Japan, you're right. But only one match for each of those... Yeah, uh, companies. N- NWA, uh, man, we'll talk about that in a second. But Yeah, yeah. Uh, we are seeing the mercenary Flip Gordon come out and uh, lay, lay waste to people in the ring. Um, so that is that title match not happening now? Uh, no, I guess not. That's not very good booking. <laughs> what say you? Oh, okay. Uh, what say you... They're calling this now the rebuilding period for Ring of Honor. Okay. You and I have been watching Ring of Honor Wrestling for quite some time now. Long time. Long time. Yep. Would you call it a rebuilding period? I don't know about you, but I I look at it this way. For me, Ring of Honor has always, it's always had stars. Mm -hmm. And those stars eventually go on to different pastures. Sometimes they come back, sometimes they don't. But the company seems to always do just fine. Right. Is that the case for you? Do you feel that way about Ring of Honor right now? Right now? Um, no, I don't. Uh, they, we knew we knew it was going to be a struggle for them losing the amount of talent that they lost at the beginning of the year in AEW. I mean, it's not like they're lacking in no, talent. No, no, they're not lacking talent, but what they are lacking is fan base. And uh, that's... That's that was the, the key. It wasn't it wasn't a matter of them being able to find guys who could replace the Bucks and play, replace Cody, because let's face facts, ladies and gentlemen, no matter how good you are, even the great Kenny Omega is replaceable. That's that's just how the business is supposed to be. <laughs> but the problem with that is, can you continue to put asses in seats? And they have struggled to do that throughout the, especially this summer. 
It has not been a very good summer for them. Not at all. And 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 that's to me that's where I would say it's somewhat of a rebuild because it's they have to find that niche all over again because they relied on on certain talent for so long as well as other talent that they have here. But the problem is is that you have you ha- you have that that trauma of losing big key components. And now, even though you still have great talent, you have to showcase to an audience base that it's still worth watching. For guys like you and I, of course, it's still worth watching, you know. But uh, but for the fan that can only watch so much, you know, how do you get him? Especially when when, when AEW goes weekly on uh, this coming October. How do you fight that company because the people that they want to watch work for that company and not your company anymore? And not only that, but there's also some of the issues of them and and the problems that they have with other wrestlers from other companies where we see guys like Juice Robinson walk out and say, you know, I can't work with these guys anymore. (laughs) So... It's a matter of them changing their practices, maybe too, because you know Juice Robinson was one of many guys who a have come out guys and from New Japan, yeah, who have come out and said they they don't like working with Ring of Honor. So it's like uh, you know where where do we go from there? Where where do we go? It's just uh, it it is very much a rebuild in the the buzz. That is Ring of Honor. But you're right, though, in the sense of talent-wise, they're always going to be okay because they, they, they bring in the best talent in, in the world. As we see Roosh, international superstar, coming out. Um, but the face go one-on-one against Dalton Castle. I believe this is no DQ, if I'm not mistaken. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's unfortunate because they did bring in guys like Roosh. They did bring in guys like Mark Haskins and Bandito. And guys of that nature, and then it's like it's going on deaf ears because AEW is getting all the buzz. WWE is still WWE. I don't know. I don't know if Ring of Honor has not produced themselves very well. I don't know if it's uh, if it's the fact that they 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 have the mentality by by many to to be nothing more than a developmental company which is not necessarily the case i don't know what it is but they have to find that niche again because right now it's it's very stagnant it's unfortunate this is not even close to being a sold out show uh if you watch uh, i don't know what the venue is but it's in toronto and i mean we see a lot of empty seats yeah they had a little over a thousand people attend and uh i want to say the building holds closer to five so you did a fifth. Yeah, a fifth, of, the, of, a fifth of what you probably should have done. Yeah. It's a shame. It's a shame that uh, we're seeing something like this happen to Ring of Honor. Yeah. Um, but I do think they'll bounce back. I, I know they'll bounce back. Um, I got another question for you concerning this. Mm-hmm. So you have you what they need. You know, you talked about they, them needing a, a, a better fan base. Yeah. 
if you were to give me a percentage, I'm looking for a number here. Okay. You don't have to go in the, in depth. I don't want you to think hard about this. Sure. Just give me a number. Roughly, what percentage of those fans that left? Like, I, I want a percentage of how many... What percentage of fans do you think left strictly because the likes of the Young Bucks, Cody, and Kenny Omega don't wrestle there anymore? From what I've seen online, honestly, I, this might be a gross exaggeration, but I would go easily 65-70% wow. of those fans. Okay. Because um, so many of those fans okay. that were ROH guys last year... You talk to them now, and it's just like ROH is a joke to them. Like it's boring to watch. And do you think? Do you think though those types of fans are kind of like what makes up a majority of the the current pro wrestling fan base that's out there now? I think I think when it comes to uh, the fan bases that are that have become huge. Well, no matter what it is, sports entertainment, wrestling, sports, any kind of media, unfortunately, the majority of it is half-hearted fans. And and I say that because you need them. You need them because it helps. It, it, it helps make money for for whatever it is that's happening. But an example, you know, would be would be Marvel. Marvel right now. How many of these people that that watch the MCU? How many of them read comics? Yeah, that's true. Okay, it, it, it's, it's it's not many, you know. And thank, thank you for bridging the gap in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, if if you go to an AEW show, you definitely have a lot of people there, and, and I can say that because I've been to an AEW show too. But even if you haven't, you 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 Joe have been to enough shows where you can tell. The diehard wrestling fan, yeah, from the guy that's like all about Kenny Omega. Yeah, I'll give you that. For example, when I when I, <laughs> when, uh, <laughs> when I went to uh, Fight for the Fallen, you know, we're right. Jacksonville, Florida, and 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 Shima comes out, and nobody, nobody. Oh, that when you told me that, it fucking broke my heart, man. Oh my god. I mean, it's like you had no idea, had no idea who this guy was. No idea the how how impactful He's his been career. Pro wrestling, yeah. Jesus. And you know, of course, you know, Kenny Omega comes out, and and everybody's standing up. You know, including myself at this point too. But I was already standing up. You know, and I and I was getting like weird looks, like, "Hey, sit down." Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Kenny's not out yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And but uh, That's heartbreaking. it it was it was very heartbreaking. And but uh, you have a lot of those fans. We have a lot of those fans that you know we talk about on the show. You know, guys that it, it, this 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 goes all generations. You know, because like we talked about a few weeks ago, Ted DiBiase. You know, Ted DiBiase. So many people only know him, including older generations. As the million dollar man, as the million dollar man, yeah. They don't know what he did in Mid South wrestling. Oh, you know, they don't know beautiful, beautiful stuff in Mid South. <laughs> they don't know any of that stuff because it's, it's they only go for what's easy. And I'm not poking fun at anybody. You know, look, we've seen it in, in our sports teams. How many how many Eagles fans turned out 
when when the Eagles had that Super Bowl run. Oh my you know, God, they were coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> you know, Cubs fans, same thing. And everybody's a Cubs fan because they make the playoffs every year. You know, oh it's, yeah. That's just how it works. But when when they when they lose a hundred games, they don't want to wear those colors anymore. Right. You know, it's. And I don't want to be that guy where you know if you know you have to be with us all the time. Look, if you're a half-hearted fan, you're a half-hearted fan. But this is why I don't put a whole lot of stock right now into what's happening with Ring of Honor because Ring of Honor can bounce back because Ring of Honor has the talent and they have the marketing ability we've seen in the past to produce these young guys or or current talent even and and put them back at the forefront of pro wrestling. So when you think of pro wrestling here in the United States, you still think of Ring of Honor as well as AEW and WWE, uh, as well as any up other uh, companies that are making a uh, really impactful run, including Impact and MLW, who uh, we'll talk about in a, li- uh, in a little bit here. It used to be disheartening for me, but I'm, I'm kind of used to it now. I just it, it, it is what it is. And, you know, AEW is going to witness that too. It won't be this year. It may not be next year, but eventually they're going to lose that fan base too because, again, it's going to be like, all right, like that buzz is gone. You're a weekly company now. I, I'm i not as invested as I was when you guys initially announced that. So it, it's everybody's going to go through that. It's how you answer that. And I think Ring of Honor has it. Well, sorry, I don't want to use the word I think. I know Ring of Honor has the ability now. It's just a matter of, Continue doing right business decisions, whatever that is. <laughs> Quit pissing off your international partners, <laughs> your international talent, um, and just continue to promote and promote and promote. Find a way to get more, to get your product into more houses, um, and that's that's the biggest thing. Because as far as their talent goes, they they have it. They already have that part, and that's the, regardless of what you know what anybody says. That's the hardest part. Especially when you're a company that, you know, lives and dies by pro wrestling and not sports entertainment. Speaking of Ring of Honor and their partners, I have to dole out an apology to somebody. Uh Uh-oh. What'd you do? I want to apologize to Billy Corgan, formerly of the Smashing Pumpkins, current uh, owner, at least partially, (laughs) Of yeah. the National Wrestling Alliance. Okay. I apologize. I apologize. Last week or the week before on our podcast, mm-hmm. I told you and everybody else listening that MLW beat them to the punch. They were doing NWA stuff before NWA was doing it. Yeah. And... uh to Billy Corgan's credit, NWA has stepped up the the playing field. They have they have now leveled the playing field. If you guys don't know, they have a TV deal. Did you hear that right? Yes, you did hear that right. TV deal, huh? The NWA has a TV deal. And guess what? They're doing it old school. They're going to be doing TV tapings. Over the course of, I think, three days, at the end of August through the beginning of September, somewhere in Atlanta. Somewhere, or actually somewhere in Georgia. So, I apologize, Billy Corgan. I didn't think uh, you had it in you. <laughs> um, 
But here we are. You have a TV deal, and uh, I never lost faith in Billy. Clinton. Oh man! Nah, I'm so <laughs> with you. Uh, <laughs> so what do you have details on? Uh, they're going to be doing multiple tapings okay. over the course of those three or four days, and that schedule will continue that way. I don't know where this is going to air. Okay, so How? we don't have a TV. Yeah, they I have don't... a TV deal, but we don't know what channel. I, I know nothing about it. Okay. I know that they they are going to be doing TV tapings, and that's it. And uh, fair enough. So, but I'm I'm happy. I'm happy that this this organization that has been near and dear to my heart for close to thirty years is finally seemingly getting their shit together and trying to match wits with everyone else you know i'm I'm never for keeping up with the joneses per se sure sure but at the same time like it really is like sink or swim time for a lot of companies it seems like everybody is has got their shit together and if they don't we're seeing it we're seeing them starting to drop mm-hmm. you know defiant gone yes lucha underground seemingly now gone all their, shame. all their talent wants to not work there. I mean, that was they shot themselves in the foot by trying to make everybody on their roster exclusive. You just don't do that to people. You know, you don't you don't go and shoot TV for what like two weeks straight, and mm-hmm. then the rest of the year tell people they can't wrestle anywhere else. Who the fuck are you, really? Yeah, um, exactly. That that was horrible. Speaking of which, the product was fucking great. I love Lucha Underground. Yes. That's what that's why I'm so pissed uh in my voice when I talk about it, but uh for those of you who don't know, you can go download an app called Tubi. That's T U B I. It's free. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's a streaming app and guess what? All seasons of Lucha Underground are now available on Tubi for free. So please go check them out. The show was a great fucking show. Um, the talent, fucking amazing. You had Ricochet under a mask as Prince Puma. Prince Puma, yeah. Um, Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb under, under the mask. mask as, uh, what was his name? I forget what it yeah, was. Yeah, right? Yo, you can't miss him. He's built like a fucking tree stump. Jesus. But uh, Kill Shots. Oh, yeah. Kill Shot was... Um, that was... Um, uh, Why am I drawing a blank? Swerve. Yes. Yeah. Who is now <laughs> Jerome or Jermaine something in NXT? By the way, it was uh, Mantanza, Mantanza Cueto. Oh Jeff yeah, Cobb. Mantanza. Yeah, Mantanza Cueto, yeah. The, the brother of the the owner. That's who Jeff Cobb was. Jeff Cobb. Yeah. Uh, this so yeah so many. Uh, Sammy Callahan was Jeremiah Crane. That's right. Yeah. You know, um, that's where. Uh, Johnny Impact really became uh, got a big name here in the states again. That's right, yeah. You know, doing doing those shows, doing that that company. So I mean, yeah, there's there's tons of uh, tons of examples of of so many great wrestlers that came, uh, whether they were already big names or they they became big names because of Lucha Underground. It's just um, stupid, stupid business. Yeah, absolutely. At least in this case. But yeah, uh, again, sorry, Billy. <laughs> I really, I really didn't think I'd be talking about NWA having a TV deal right, right now. And that's I, I really didn't. That's starting in September. 
Yeah, end of August, early September, they will be taping again. I don't know when the stuff is going to air, how it's going to air. Okay. But I'm excited. I'm excited for NWA all over again, more so than I have been. To have another major pro wrestling company going weekly, I don't want to say live, not live, but go, going weekly, I mean, man, that's uh, it's good news. It's a good time for, good time for wrestling. Yeah. Good time for wrestling. Um, because you know, again, in October, AEW goes goes weekly. You know, and and uh, it just continues to to grow and grow and grow. So uh, that's 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 amazing. Before I forget, because I, I, I sometimes I tend to mention companies or say we'll talk about them later, and then I forget to talk about them later. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna switch gears a little bit here, and I want to talk about uh, MLW real quick. Because MLW announced something else this month. It's been a big month for uh, for MLW. Fucking announcements. huge. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they announced their first monthly pay-per-view. The first live pay-per-view. It's going to happen in Chicago, baby. In, in Chicago, Saturday Night Super Fight. That is uh, on Saturday, November 2nd. Uh, tickets are still out there, so we'll get some tickets. It's a great fucking venue. Yeah, absolutely. Um that Saturday Night Super Fight, it's got like that old AWA-style name to it. Yeah, right? Uh, <laughs> but um, they they announced the partnership with uh, Pro Wrestling Noah. Uber excited about that. That's, uh, that's starting uh, this m- month of August. Uh, Alexander Hammerstone has officially left for Japan. He is in that tournament. Okay. Um, and he's gonna be, you know, it's it's, it's great too. They they picked a, a, a champion here in MLW because again, now you he gets to walk out with that belt and gets to advertise that belt, the MLW National Openweight Championship yeah. that he has. Uh, but they also announced over this past weekend, over their uh, SummerSlam weekend, with a at at, an, at a live show for the company that uh, I'm about to say here, they're, they're they have another partner. Yes. They have another partner in, uh, it's based out of Mexico. It is The Crash. Based out in Tijuana. And for all intents and purposes, they are basically like the MLW. Yeah. Down there right now. Because in Mexico, you have AAA, you have CMLL, and then you have The Crash. Um, another thing, it is called a strategic partnership is what it's what's being called now officially. And it, the same thing was brought up again, that they were going to share talent and they were going to share content. That's what excites me the most about all this. Are they, are they, in your opinion, do you take that as them hinting towards streaming service? I hope so. I hope so. And I could tell you right now, if you're going to sit there and tell me that they're going to produce a streaming service that features MLW, Pro Wrestling Noah, and Crash all in one service, dude, take my fucking money. Yeah. For the Pro Wrestling Noah content alone. Right. Not to mention the other two. I'm I'm super excited. <laughs> I can't fucking wait. Right. You you and I have both been waiting to get a hold of pro wrestling Noah content. It is so on hard the regular to get. Yeah. for a long long time now. 
So I'm excited if if that comes to fruition, and and especially if we get uh, like older content that's that's mm-hmm. available, dude, I'm all about it. I think it's important for a lot of companies now, especially international companies, to realize how big having international streaming services really are. And I would hope I would I would implore Dragon Gate to start doing the same thing because they have a, they have a streaming service. Yes. So does Stardom, mm-hmm. but they're they're both Japanese only, and not the easiest to to get. To so. get, yeah. Um, you know, if they, if they came out with the, you know, with something like NJPW world and, and have an English based version, dude, that, that shit would sell, especially if they hooked up with a, with a company out here to help promote them more. I mean, man, that would be such a, a great opportunity for them. I just, I don't see why, why they haven't done that yet. Why, why, you know, why some certain companies have taken, uh, Taking their sweet time to uh, put their shit out, get their shit out there. Yeah. But it's happening. It's happening slowly for some people. And again, the crash, again, they are officially now partnered with Major League Wrestling. And, and ladies and gentlemen, if you have not watched Major League Wrestling yet, what are you waiting for? What are you doing? <laughs> what, are you, what, are you, what are you doing on Saturday nights? What are you doing on. On Monday or Tuesday, because those are, those are three days where you can catch it. Yeah. You can catch it Saturday nights, be in sports. If you have PlayStation View like I do, you more likely have it now. But uh, if you don't have BN Sports, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. You can catch it every Monday on YouTube for free. All you got to do is go to the YouTube channel. It's going to be aired there. Or you can, go to, you can go over and check out our friends over at Fights. Uh, and, and, and watch them every single week. And while you're there, visit our website, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash fight. That's F-I-T-E. Become a new member and get $15 worth of credits on Absolutely us. free. As, as long as you're a new user. Absolutely free. As long as you're a new user. I ain't going to tell anybody if you're already <laughs> a user and you're using a different email address. Hey, yeah, that's on you. That's not, yeah. Leave me out of it. But get your free credits. Free credits. We're gonna give you free credits, anyways. I'm just giving away <laughs> free credits, um, and you can catch things like Saturday Night Super Fight when it comes out uh, to to help pay for that. I do not know what it costs as of right now, but uh, you could do that. There's, there's a plethora of other shows and uh, and, and uh, that you can order, and and then while you're there too, don't just stop at MLW Monday Night ROH. Their weekly show. Absolutely free. Sunday, Reality of Wrestling, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Absolutely free. Thursday, Championship Wrestling from Arizona for absolutely free. Yeah, free. And free I, 99. And on top of that, <laughs> you got you got boxing, you got Muay Thai, you got bare knuckle fighting. My favorite. You got, I mean, this is so much to watch. I, I don't know why nobody's watching Fight TV if you're not watching it. Just get on there. Check out MLW every single week and then get your $15 on us. It's like a rabbit hole for me. Yeah. You turn the app on, you go, oh, I'm going to go watch MLW. Oh, I'm going to go watch Ring of Honor. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I could watch this now. Yeah. I'll watch that. Oh, oh, wait, wait. There's some bare knuckle boxing going on. I'll <laughs> check that out too. Yeah. 16 hours later, 
That's how you spend your day. Yeah, you know? sleep deprived. Yeah. But hey, I caught a bunch of cool shit. Man, ain't that something? <laughs> speaking of cool shit, speaking of cool shit, this was a pretty pretty big uh, weekend. Good God! <laughs> I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna jump. Cause, all right, so I, I gotta tell everybody, I I am playing catch up. It's been quite an adventurous weekend. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> but uh, Monday, we're gonna. I want to jump straight to Monday. Let's straight. Yeah, let's do it. Because you and I, <laughs> you and I made some picks. We did a month ago, and uh, it is very fitting that our winners of the G one made it all the way to the finals, uh-huh. and it came down between my pick. Versus your pick, uh-huh. respectively, Kota Bushi versus Jay White, the Switchblade. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? What do you think? First of all, I know you and I are still playing catch up on the G one. Yeah, but <laughs> but in a nutshell, thus far, G one twenty nine. It is twenty ninth round, right? Yeah, twenty okay. ninth G one. What in a nutshell? Describe it to somebody who hasn't seen any matches yet. Impeccable. This is the. This is always billed as probably the most prestigious, most important tournament there is in pro wrestling every year. Yes. And, you know, I I'm not gonna sit there and say that every year is like that, but they do bring they do try to bring their A game always. Sure. Yeah. This year. It was like an A++. It has been one hell of a tournament. Now, I've had issues with my Fire Stick. Come on, Amazon. Dude, I'm so I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm going to invest in a Roku or some other... Amazon's one of our sponsors. I don't give a shit. I'm going to go... You know what I'm going to do? <laughs> yeah, Amazon is one of our sponsors. 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash Amazon. Just for your piece of shit fire stick, I'm going to go on Amazon and order a fucking Roku. How Holy about that? I am, dude, I am, both my daughter and myself are tired of the fire stick. Yeah. It's just too many fucking problems. As I just reset mine. Cause it Do froze. you know? <laughs> let me ask you, well, I don't want to go on a tangent here, but sure, I, I'm sure. going to. Yeah. So, the the port, the HDMI port yeah. that we have our Fire Stick always plugged into. Yes. Can you explain why, in, in less than 30 seconds, as to why our HDMI port is now magnetized? No. Okay. We'll leave it at that. That'll be for after the show. Okay. But, uh, yeah. So, thank you, Fire Stick, for magnetizing the fucking HDMI port. Because there's nothing else we plug into it. Nothing at all. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck's going on. But. Next week's episode is sponsored by Roku. <laughs> <laughs> but getting back to the G1. Yeah. Um, I've, you know, I've had issues with, with my Wi-Fi. I've had issues with yes. the Fire Stick. So I haven't caught every single night of the tournament in its entirety. I've caught highlights. So I've watched like all the way through the 27th or the 28th of July. And then I skipped ahead and watched the final because someone ruined it for me. And I'm like, I need to watch it. It wasn't me, was it? No, no, no. Okay. It was It was actually it was my Google news feed. So. Ah, come on, Google. 
So yeah, um, they they don't get me wrong. Like I I know I probably I'm pro- I probably sound like I'm bitching about it, but Google's on the game. They they yeah. were just trying to inform me, and they just picked. They happened to pick a website that worded their uh, their headline a little too spoilery. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick here, I, I, I'm gonna cut you sure. off for one second. Shane Taylor with that hat. You know, you know who he reminds me of. Who does he remind you of? Uh, I forget her name in in the movie, but Smokey's date or girl like it's he hooks oh, up with um, in Friday. Oh. Talking like she looked like Mariah Jack or Janet Jackson. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she looks more like Freddie Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she, that's what he reminds me of. And he's like obnoxiously big too, like he's, just weird. He's just missing the fucking dreads, <laughs> or not the dreads, the, the braids. Like he, he, if if he had that, like that'd be his Halloween costume. Like, oh my god! And I would know exactly what he's doing. <laughs> she takes it off, and the hair comes with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, every time I see him, I just, I, I just think of that scene from Friday. If you haven't seen Friday, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you have to. You might be able to catch it on Amazon. (laughs) It it is on Amazon. So, yeah, just visit the sponsor. Help help the show out. Uh, Don't buy a fire stick from from them, but please, you can stream uh, Friday, the original Friday. Yeah, how about this, Amazon? There's tons of other good stuff you can get with Amazon. Absolutely. I do like their their tablets. Their tablets are really good. I I enjoy their tablets. I have like a third because they're like on what seventh or eighth generation of Kindle tablets. Sure, yeah. I have a third generation, and still going strong. Still going strong. Beautiful. Battery life is fucking phenomenal. I can't like Mm -hmm. out of everything I own that has like the best battery life, and yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to sit here and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not one of those people like just because they're a sponsor, I'm not going to badmouth it. Oh no, I'll fucking badmouth <laughs> it. <laughs> but but we ended on a good note. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, I call them like I see them. Sure, no, no, that's that's, that's uh, what we and, do here. And, and speaking of calling it like I see it, the G1 fucking impeccable. Yes. If you love wrestling tournaments, if you love wrestling, you have to sit and watch this. This year was fucking great. I mean, you had you had Kota Ibushi get injured early in the tournament, and they're like, "Oh, everybody thought like, fuck, yeah, his, his ankles fucked. He's not going to be able to perform at his best. There's no way he's getting to the finals now." Guess what? He went to the finals. Holy shit! What a fucking story. You had Minoru Suzuki, who should have been for for all intent and purposes. He should have been one of the seeds in the tournament. Yeah. And then they fucking excommunicate him from the tournament. And he goes on a fucking rampage. Every time he goes to do a tag match, he's not just trying to beat down young boys. He's trying to fucking lay waste to anybody and everybody who gets in his way because he's pissed off. And then what does he do? During the final night of the tournament, he pins the world champion. Now, this was a tag match, so it wasn't for the title, but sure. what a way to make a fucking statement. And then he gets on the mic and tells him flat out, like, you just got beat by someone who wasn't even in the G1 tournament, which is huge because that G1, it, it means grade one. It means, like, their top yes. heavyweight stars. 
And for him to be pinned by someone who wasn't in the tournament, I think that speaks volumes. And now there's a title match between the two. Yeah. Set in London. Set in London on August 31st. That's a busy day, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which we're going to talk about on another episode. That's, that's a lot to talk about for that. But, yeah. Um, are we... Is it okay to say who won? Yeah. Or, okay. So, this is this is a spoiler alert, but uh, <clears throat> I won. <laughs> <laughs> I tell, I tell you what, so, you know, obviously the, the winners get announced. Yeah. And immediately I'm like, holy shit, you know, both both of our picks got got to the finals. Right. But I knew right then and there, as soon as I figured out who was in the finals, because of what happened on the final night with Kenta jumping ship to Bullet Club, mm-hmm. for me, that was like the give and take. Yeah. It was like, okay, guys, we're going to give you Kenta... But now you can't win the G one. G one, sure. And I'm like, well, I, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, I, I know. Either way, it was gonna be for me personally. I was I was cool either way. Who was gonna win? And... It's 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 going to be intriguing. Yeah. Now we have we have Kota Ibushi, the winner of the G one. He gets a title shot. Now they already said, at least in the English commentary, they're already talking about a title match at Russell Kingdom, but. I don't know. In my heart of hearts, I don't think it's going to go down that way. At least not without some bullshit. Well, I think there's going to be bullshit indeed. But uh, this this has been thrown out there from multiple sources of a potential Ibushi uh, headlining both nights but getting a tighter shot both nights. Meaning that he's going to fight for the Intercontinental title and the heavyweight title on back-to-back nights. Because for those who don't know what we're talking about, Wrestle Kingdom in 2020 is a two-night event now. Uh, the first, first time ever. First time ever. It's going to be the first weekend of January, January 4th and 5th. So definitely uh, make sure you get your uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling World subscriptions. 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash NJPW will get you there. Dude. 30 days free. 30 days free right off the bat. If Check you, out that G1. Oh, my God. I Again, I'm, I'm still going to go back and watch all the remaining shows oh, that I didn't get to see yeah. in, in their entirety. Yeah. I But everything I've seen so far, I've, I'm completely in love with. Like, you can do no wrong. The stories are there. The the matches are there. Like, you were, you were having guys come out night after night. Yes. Doing, for, for, for lack of a better term, five and six star matches. God, I hate that. But awesome, awesome yeah. fucking matches. And you're like, damn, this is just the beginning. Like, slow your fucking roll. Yeah, like, how, how are you going to do 19 shows? Yeah. How, how but are you going to pace up? They yeah. fucking did. And, and you don't get that very often. Including es- from them. Including from them. Especially with tournaments like... I don't. I don't know. I don't know what was different about the locker room's approach this year. I don't. You know, the booking is always there. They have great booking. I don't know what's different this year, but it seemed like everybody was just chomping at the bit to to show and prove just how fucking badass of a roster they were or are. So I can't. I can't recommend it highly enough. This is. This has been. Such a great fucking time to watch New Japan. 
And again, you get your first 30 days for free. You can watch the entirety of the tournament and still have uh, 11 days out of the month. <laughs> yeah. Even, even if you watch a show a day. Um, but yeah, oh my God. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't pimp it out there enough, man. Just go, go watch it. If you love wrestling <laughs> and you love good wrestling, go fucking watch it. You won't be disappointed. So before we go uh, for uh, and pay our, our bills, uh, we mentioned we mentioned what happened before the main event. <clears throat> and, you know, this has kind of been a, a rebuilding for a lot of people. We talked about Ring of Honor earlier. Sure, sure. You know, real quick here, New Japan is also kind of in that rebuild as far as the fan base is concerned because they lost a lot of people too. Yeah, they did. Here. And it's, some of the same people. Some of the same people. <laughs> you know, I mean, you lost Kenny Omega, you know, as one huge, one one of your guys. Huge. Especially for your international audience. Yeah, oh yeah. So how do you how do you do that? How do you bring those people back? Well, the G1, what they, what they did with the G1 is definitely one way to get people back, you know, but um one of the one of the company, one of the ways before Kenny Omega you know, before the Young Bucks, there were four guys, four renegades that they formed the Bullet Club. Mm-hmm. And we see two of them in WWE now. Um, but, uh, you know, and we see the other two and in, in, in still in the Bullet Club. But what they were back then were these guys, was a Gaijin group of renegades that were there to take over the company Take over the business, yeah, as their own. And what we've seen post elite in the cutthroat era is just that 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 resurgence is back. There's definitely not all guidance anymore. It hasn't been for quite some time, <laughs> right? But for the for the most part, it still had that sense. And so you bring in Kenta. Now, I'm gonna. There's a couple points I want to make here. First and foremost, commentary. I don't know about the Japanese commentary because I don't speak Japanese. I don't understand Japanese. So the English commentary told the story of a guy named Kenta who wrestled for another Japanese company uh, in Pro Wrestling Noah mm-hmm. and then left to go to the United States, comes back here to, to Japan and is not well received by the Japanese audience because he didn't represent the, the culture here in the United States, very well, uh, as as well as other things. He didn't basically. He just he didn't get over to the sense that <laughs> he mattered, and he's not well respected. You and I were excited. Joe and I were very excited to see him come to New Japan, but the Japanese audience did not want that. The moment he made it official on Twitter that he had left NXT and WWE for that matter. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing out of my my mouth. I, I was at my kitchen table, <laughs> and I had my laptop open, and immediately it was like, holy shit, go to New Japan. Please yeah. go to New Japan. And then when he didn't, I'm like, fuck, what is he doing? Yeah. So for him to show up... At Dominion. At Dominion and yeah. announce that not only was he with the company, but he was going to be in the G1, I was like, oh my God. I just messed my pants in a sexy way. Hey. So, 
I was all for it. And, uh, but again, he does, he wasn't well received by the, ja- by the Japanese Not audience. Not at all. And so he, he's endorsed. He's endorsed by not just anybody, but by Katsuri Shibata, who is a legend in New Japan. A legend. Absolute legend. And it's he's, Shibata is basically just, he, he's giving him his blessing. Yeah. Go out there. I have your back. And the point that I'm trying to make is that throughout the tournament, you did get some heelish antics from Kento. There's no doubt about that. Sure. But the commentary sold it. And a lot of the credit goes to Kevin Kelly, of course. Because he, multiple times, talked about the story of not being well-received. But then very much considered him an outsider. Outsider and Gaijin go hand-in-hand in this sense. Absolutely. So... The writing on the wall was a turn him heel. Now I, I say that not that not as not saying that I saw this coming because I did say to Joe off air before we started recording that it made so much sense, but it surprised the hell out of me still. It did because I just I, I didn't see that happening. But when you, you if you're going to turn him heel, you have two factions you can put him in. If you're going to put him in a faction, you don't necessarily have to. You have Suzuki Goon and you have the Bullet Club. Suzuki Goon would be a, a cool fit, but it. The problem is, is that that's a Japanese, co- uh, group. They're just Japanese renegades. They're Japanese heels. I mean, there's other guys there, you know. There's Zack Saber Jr. There's Lance Archer. It was the Bullet Club that was always outside looking in. They were they were the groups that didn't belong, and so Kenta was the perfect pick for this group. Uh, yeah, uh, we're watching Summer Supercard, by the way. I forgot, I don't know if you knew that, but Joe Henry is now officially signed with Ring of Honor. No, I did not know that. So now we're going to get his fantastic singing <laughs> uh, in Ring of Honor. He's a good wrestler. He just kind of, he's weird sometimes. But uh, <laughs> but uh, it, it just it made, it made sense to turn him to the Bullet Club. Again, He's it's, it's the Gaijin group. It's the group that... You go to when you know either you you, you do fight like hell to get the character over, or you take this route and you know, which on paper is the easier route, and you make him this the super heel. But then it was that wasn't enough. So the Bullet Club again it's all about statements. You know, your statements of of Gato turning on Kazuchika Okada, yeah, and just <clears throat> what, what that what that meant. And I'm not even a big fan of Gato and Jado and Bullet Club. I, I kind of wish they would take a more of a backseat role than they do. Yeah, it's it's kind of overkill sometimes, especially Jado. But you you have those things, you know, like uh, you know, those those backstabbing moments, those moments of just like absolute shock. How dare you? How dare you turn your back on a guy that stuck his neck out for you and put his reputation on the line? And, and Shibata, and what Kenta did to him, and the Bullet Club did to them to him, was so dashly, so disgusting that it was the perfect way to introduce Kenta into this group because it made a statement. And for anybody that claims to be a fan of the Bullet Club, for anybody that wears the shirts, wears the hats, 
If this doesn't excite you, burn those fucking shirts because you don't deserve to wear them. Because that is one of the biggest heel turns that you're going to see. That is the biggest heel turn you're going to see all year. Absolutely. Without a doubt. I mean, the reason he called himself Kent to begin with was because of Shibata. Mm -hmm. He, He took that name because that was his idol. Right. And he comes to New Japan with his endorsement and he knows he's not over with the crowd but he tells them night after night you're going to remember my name whether you like it or not you're going to remember my name and there's a golden rule I've said it before it's the bigger the baby face the bigger the heel and vice versa and that always works earlier when Robbie Eagles decided to jump ship from Bullet Club and join chaos. Those fans got him over as a babyface. Yeah. And it was unstoppable. There's no way in hell he belonged to Bullet Club anymore. Again, the bigger the heel, the bigger the babyface, and vice versa. But New Japan's storytelling has been so fucking effective. It's to the point where you're watching all those shows night after night. You're listening to the commentary night after night. And you're getting caught up. Yeah. I myself, I did not see that fucking coming. And I should have. I've watched enough wrestling to where I should (laughs) have. It got me. It fucking got me. But that's what you want. You want to get lost in a storyline. You want to get lost in in the happenings of a tournament. That's, That's that special effect that it should have on you. You know? You should be mesmerized. Yeah. And for me... I never expected fucking Kenta to become Bullet Club. Where the fuck in my mind is that going to happen? But I should have. And when it did happen, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough that they beat the shit out of him. They celebrated literally on On, him. On top of him. Celebrated. Kenta literally sat on. on, In his pose. In his pose. On top of him. How fucking more dastardly can you be? And then I was telling Matt, that wasn't even the most exciting part about all this. I Don't get me wrong, I'm fucking Bullet Club through and through. But after that, it was so fucking emotionally refreshing to see, I don't even know what to call it. Because we can't call it a comeback because he never really left. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't call it a return because we don't know if he's going to. But after Kenta was done celebrating, he got his ass whooped by his 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 former idol, his former mentor. Yeah. And the, I can't even begin to explain how over with the crowd he is because he's a legend. He's a fucking legend. And when he got him in the corner. And and did the uh, did that that double legged corner kick and just kind of like fucking shoot him away mm-hmm. like he does, dude. I fucking lost it. I completely lost it. That it, my my excitement went from a fifteen to to a thirty five on a scale of one to ten. You know, <laughs> so I I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Foreshadowing here. Sure. Let's uh, let's let's go from a scale one to ten here. 
likelihood that we potentially see that match at, let's say, a Wrestle Kingdom? See, is it, that foreshadowing for something? Do you think? Is, I I hope yeah. I hope it could, because it, let, let's let's be honest and let's face facts. He is in in the position that Daniel Bryan was and has been, mm-hmm. or Bryan Danielson. He's Bryan Danielson on this podcast. Jesus Christ! <laughs> you almost broke your own rule. Um, <laughs> so you know, again, issues with concussions. Yes pretty much retired from the ring. You know, he does work in the dojo. He trains. The L.A. Uh, dojo. L.A. dojo. Yeah. So he's not completely unphysical. Sure. Um, there's a chance. There's a chance that we get to see this match at Russell Kingdom. If you're asking me right now, I'd say it's 60-40. 60, okay. 60 that it's going to happen, 40 that it's not. Okay. And I really do think it's all I think it's all up to two things. One, if he's actually physically cleared, and two, if he can trust Kenta in the ring. And I think he can. I think they've worked together, they've known each other for so long that if there's anybody you're going to put him in there with and trust put his health in in, in your trust, it's Kenta. So I'm excited. I'm excited at the prospect that this is even being talked about right now. Mm-hmm. Because chances are, if it doesn't happen by then or at Russell Kingdom, it's probably never going to happen. I think if it's going to happen, it's going to happen at Russell Kingdom. And uh, more than likely, it, it's 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 going to be a one-and-done situation as far as Shibata is concerned. Yeah. But, uh, I mean... If you're Shibata and you have that opportunity, I mean Kenta, you already know. I mean he's he would jump at the bit for, to do this match. But yeah. if you're Shibata, if you have the opportunity to realistically do it, I, I I think I definitely think he's he's going to do it. Um, if if he can get cleared and if he's good if he's good to go, um, I know how New Japan booking is sometimes. Uh, I have faith that they'll do it right, but we've seen it last year with a few matches. Uh, they felt the need to put a title with every fucking thing. Um, this this is like a grudge match of, of like, the fucking century. <laughs> like, <laughs> there is no need for belts. There's no need for stipulations. Yeah. There's no need for shenanigans. It, just, it needs to be... Just a grudge match. Grudge match. And, and let them let fucking go. I don't. I'm not gonna put like how long it should be. They they know what to do. Yeah. They know what to fucking do, and uh, that is uh, that is a very good good way to transition now New Japan from the summer to the rest of the year to start because at this point, even though there's a lot of stuff to happen, let's face facts. They, they prepare for Wrestle Kingdom as soon as G1 Climax ends. Oh yeah. So, oh, yeah. So it is It is going to be very interesting to see where that leads. Uh, as far as the near future goes, we do know Kenta is going to uh, challenge for the uh, Never Open Way Championship that's happening at the uh, August 31st show in London. But uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what, what happens with that, where Shibata fits. And I don't think we're going to get an answer anytime soon as far as no. where Shibata fits. And, and or should we, even if he's ready to go, I think you prolong that for... As long as possible. For, for, yeah, for a while yeah. still. 
At the earliest, I would say maybe Power Struggle in November. Um, that sounds about because right. Because really, December, there's really no show besides the tag, uh, the, world, the World Tag League. World Tag League, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you have that. And, of course, you know, as far as Ibushi's title reign, you know, you have, you know he's going to defend that title, defend that title shot. That's that's been a common thing. So I mean, it's it, there's a lot there's a lot going on here. There's a lot to, a lot at play. But uh, there's a a very special uh, tournament that's happening in New Japan. But uh, before we talk about that, I think it's a good time to let's pay take some a bills. Quick time out, pay some bills, and uh, let's we'll go be right buy back. a fucking Roku. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Stay tuned. This episode of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew has been brought to you by Podcoin. Joe, if you're anything like me, you love podcasts, but wouldn't it be better if you got paid while, while doing it? Absolutely. Fellas, ladies, children of all ages, you can now be paid to listen to us, the 20 by 20 Ring Crew. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Sit there, enjoy Matt and I, go back and forth about professional wrestling all day, all night. Now, it's not straight out cash. You'll get paid in pod coins, but you can change those pod coins in for stuff like gift cards to Starbucks, Target, Best Buy, what have you. Or, if you're uh, anything not like me, <laughs> you uh, you can donate those pod coins for, to charity. To charity. So, Which is, I mean, that's always a good thing. Absolutely. absolutely. So all you gotta do is visit us at 20x22.com slash podcast slash Pod coin. That was a little bit of a tongue twister. It is. Again, that's 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash pod coin. And don't forget, use the invite code 20x20pod when you sign up for the pod coin app. It's going to give you 300 free coins right off the bat the moment you sign up for free. And pod coin is available for both iOS and Android. And you get to listen to not just us, but a a plethora of podcasts at your leisure and the more you listen the more money you make it's that simple folks 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash podcoin get yourself signed up today remember invite code 20x20pod for 300 free coins and as always we will see see you in the ring Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for hanging in there with us while we paid some bills and uh, hopefully sold you on some subscriptions and uh, a Roku and uh, stream of Friday. Whatever else you want to purchase over there at Amazon. I'm just hoping you didn't fall asleep on us. Ladies and gentlemen, we were watching <laughs> Ring of Honor's Summer Supercard taking place in Toronto, somewhere in Toronto, Canada. Uh if you didn't hear by now, a fan fell asleep, not just anywhere, but in the front row during the World's Heavyweight title match between Matt Taven and a returning Alex Shelley. And Matt and I were looking for the spot where it happened, and I, I kept telling Matt, like, I think I see the guy, I think I see the guy. Well, they eventually pretty much put him into the match. Um, they walk over at some point, uh, Alex Shelley does, and the fans around him are chanting, wake him up, wake him up, and this guy is out fucking cold. And they take his shoe, and Alex Shelley tosses it at uh, Matt Taven, and when Matt Taven throws it back at Alex Shelley, he misses and he clocks the guy. (laughs) And that's what wakes him up. 
And it's funny because when the guy wakes up, immediately he just starts clapping out of nowhere. He doesn't even know what's going on. That was fucking hilarious. But that dude was out cold. He even had his shoes off. How fucking crazy is yeah, that? He was comfortable. He was he was ready for the ready for the night to end. I was telling Matt, out of all the Ring of Honor shows I've ever been to, there was one where I was bored out of my fucking mind for the final match, but I never fell asleep. And it was years ago. It was Matt Seidel's last match with the company. And the, the the match went like 23 to 27 minutes. But it felt like two fucking hours. I don't even remember who he was wrestling. But that match was boring as fuck. And uh, I don't think I've ever been a big Matt Seidel fan ever since. Not that I was before, but good sure. God, man. Anyway... Never mind stinking up the joint. <laughs> and not that these guys are stinking up the joint. This has been a solid match. No, no, no. Matt said I was stinking up the joint. Yeah. Yeah, no. This match has been pretty solid. I don't know what that guy was fucking sleeping about. There was but... a... <laughs> friend, of, a friend of ours actually speaking of uh, stinking up the joint and Matt Seidel, Um One of our friends of the show... Saw him in the bathroom. They didn't. He didn't talk to him or anything. Matt Seidel in the bathroom. But saw him in the bathroom, and he is yelling out loud because that's right. There was no toilet paper. There was no toilet. I know around that time. Yeah, this was a couple years ago. Yeah. I know around that time he was going through a lot of fucking like personal issues, and sure. he was he was doing some sort of drug, for sure, and it was fucking with him because there was other people in the dirt sheets that were reporting. On similar situations mm-hmm. with Matt Seidel. We just happened to catch him at another show at uh, the Frontier Fieldhouse. And yeah, he was... To say he was livid was a fucking understatement. But yeah, he was yelling at the top of his lungs <laughs> because there was no fucking toilet paper in the stall. And he was trying to take a shit. And so he wrestled with mud butt. He must have, uh, unless, uh, unless he used his hand or something. I mean... Yeah. Different strokes for different folks, I guess. I, I guess, yeah. Anyways, moving on from <laughs> Matt Seidel and, and his mud butt and, and guys falling asleep. <laughs> I, I I mentioned before we uh, before we, we we took a break and paid our bills that uh, there's a special tournament happening now uh, in New Japan for wrestling. We just got done doing a tournament. New Japan, but now we're doing another one. That's okay. I'm all for it. We uh, we have the return of the Super J Cup. First time in three years. First time in three years, and correct me if I'm wrong. I, I'm, I know I'm not wrong, but correct me anyways if I'm wrong. Uh, first time at the Super J Cup is going to happen outside Japan. Yes, absolutely. It's going to happen stateside. It's going to start on Thursday, August 22nd, and then you can catch it uh, the following that, that same weekend on August 24th and August 25th, so that'd be next weekend, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the first show is going to be in, you said, Tacoma, Washington, right? Yep. Second show is going to be at uh, San Francisco State University's uh, Life Events Center in San Francisco. And the semifinals and the final are going to take place on August 25th at the Walter Pyramid in Long Beach, California, which they've run the show there before. Yep. And, uh, yeah, 
this is this is big news, especially for New Japan and their Super Juniors. Um, yes, absolutely. Um, not only that too, but for those in attendance, those who who want to be there uh, in attendance, and you need maybe a little extra motivation. This this could be juicing the Ligers' last tour in the states. Yeah, think about it. Yeah, I mean they're trying to as the year goes on, and they keep booking dates for for stuff stateside. Mm-hmm. Um, he's more or less picking and choosing what what ones he wants to show up at. So they're not even sure, right? Until things are announced, whether or not he's going to be there. But I mean, we still got global wars happening in September, but we'll we'll find out. If yeah, he, we if he won't. Does that. Yeah, we won't know for sure if he's decided to come back to the states or not. Um, but the the Super Super J Cup, I believe this is the biggest they've ever done. I could be wrong, but it's 16, 16 competitors this time around. This is uh, not round robin anymore. This is now single elimination. So that's uh, um, once you lose, you're out. But uh, shall we shall we go to the the first round matches? Absolutely. Uh, the, again, there are sixteen competitors. So if you do your math. That'd be eight matches, uh, because obviously two participants in the match. First match here, Rocky Romero versus Sobrano Jr. Okay. We got a young lion from the uh, L.A. Dojo, Clark Connors, going one-on-one against TJP. And if if I'm not mistaken, is is this the first... New Japan co-branded show or branded show that TJP's showed up on? I if 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 so, uh, first time in a long time. But I I don't I don't know if he's ever been okay been in in uh, on a New Japan uh, show before. Um, next up, we have Caristico versus Bushi. Okay, which is uh, definitely an intriguing match. Another intriguing match. Uh, Rusuke Taguchi. Versus Jonathan Gresham. Uh, next up here, I'm just going straight from the through the list I'm getting here. Please, um, this right here is definitely a grudge match. Robbie Eagles going one on one against four <laughs> Bullet Club uh, brethren in El Fantasmo. Robbie Eagles is actually the former Bullet Club member, though. Uh, so that's definitely going to be an interesting match. Uh, we have Yo from representing Rapungi 3K going one on one against Dragon Lee, former junior heavyweight champion Dragon Lee. And we have Sho, the other half of Rapungi 3K, going one on one against the Bone Soldier himself, Taiji Ishimori. It's great to see him back wrestling again. You know, that's, that's the one thing about the tour is that we didn't see a lot of the junior heavyweights. Yeah, uh, which you know, it's fine. He was pretty banged up last time we seen him. Yeah. So it's it's hopefully he's he's got that uh, got that healed, uh, and then the main events for this particular night and the last match of the first round of the Super J Cup, we have the junior heavyweight champion himself and Will Osprey going one on one against Amazing Red. Holy fuck! That's your Super J Cup, dude. Uh, you know, going back and watching. Um... Watching Rocky Romero, um, you know, fight the likes of El Fantasmo during uh, like earlier this year in New Japan, mm-hmm. it's 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 one of those things. 
you know, Rocky, Rocky never stopped wrestling. You know, he took, you know, obviously he does a lot of commentary and, and things like that, but you look at that guy and he's been around for a long, long time and he's been all over the damn place and you think, all right, it's, you know, El Fantasmo is going to have an easy win and, and Rocky is pretty much over said and done with. And then he puts on a hell of a match and he beats El Fantasmo. Yeah. The fact that he's doing this tournament, him him and Taguchi, like the, for me, those two guys, probably like more than likely considered the oldest in the tournament. And uh, but it's going to be fucking awesome to see them again in in tournament mode. Yeah, and and it'll be interesting to see whether or not they bring. You know, are we going to get to see main event Taguchi? Or are we going to see, uh, you know, fucking Coach Taguchi? If everything goes to plan and, and uh, you know, for my money, I, I get to see a little bit of both. But this lineup for this tournament, I, I don't think, I don't think there's really any any other way it should be booked. Um, Robbie Eagles versus El Fantasmo. We've been waiting to see a proper send-off between those two. Mm-hmm. Because it never came to fruition. Right. You know, Eagles jumps to chaos, and that's it. And then you have the G1, and, you know, it's like, where, where's this, what's going to happen? Right. What, you know, why why aren't they at each other's throats? What, you know, so it'll finally, it'll be nice to have possibly some closure, but definitely at least a fucking match between the two. And I can't wait. Um, it'll be interesting to see TJ Perkins. Russell for someone other than WWE. Right, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I didn't catch him when he, he did any of his stuff for Impact or or, or wherever else he's been wrestling. Uh, I think he showed up in PCW Ultra as well. So it, it'll be uh, it'll be nice to, to see some TJP outside of the WWE. I didn't even mean to rhyme. Look at that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Amazing Red, by far, is what I'm most excited about. Um, I can't remember the last time I watched him wrestle. Had to have been in TNA, for me anyway. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. Right, uh, absolutely. I was telling Matt, you know, he he has his own wrestling school. And uh, he he he's another one of those guys, like, like Shima, who's responsible for a lot of the guys you see today. Who are, who are young and have that just all-around cruiserweight style. A lot of that is from Amazing Red as well. So if you're not familiar, definitely go uh, go go check out some old uh, NWA TNA if you can find it. Um, I'm sure there's YouTube clips. Oh, and there's also, I mean, I'm not selling the subscription because they're sponsors, but you can check out their streaming service, Impact Plus. Right, so. I, I'm sure there's stuff on there. Right. Um, there's old... If you don't want to venture off into subscription land with Impact Plus, um, download that uh, free TV app, uh, Philo, Philo TV, P-H-I-L-O. And on there, they have a channel that is completely dedicated 24-7 to NWA, NWA TNA and Impact. And they do have a lot of, uh, they do play a lot of old shows and events that that have happened over the years um which you can definitely see 
amazing red be a part of. So absolutely. Um, this is again, like you said, the example of just perfect booking right off the bat. Uh, Will Ospreay versus Amazing Red. If if you put Amazing Red in in there with those other fifteen guys, I think most people, including myself, are going to pick Will Ospreay as his first opponent. The guarantee to be able to see that match. Yeah. If if Amazing Red is going to be one and done, which is a good possibility that he will be, that's the match. That's the match. That's yep. the match. Uh, Show versus Taiji Shimori. Another example. Uh, you got two. Two cruiserweights that are built on power. I mean, Shimura, of course, former uh, junior heavyweight champion. Show is a guy that uh, I feel will be in the in the near future. Um, a clash of like heavyweights in the junior heavyweight division is what mm-hmm. you got there. Um, Yo versus Dragon Lee is going to be a solid match. I, you know, both guys have high flying capabilities. Yo's uh, technical wrestling has stepped up tenfold this year. Um, he's he's going to give Dragon Lee a, a run for his money. I, I, I'm not picking a winner right now, per se, but, um, yeah, I, I that, again, a good clash of styles there. Robbie Eagles, El Fantasmo, we already talked about that one. The rivalry right there, what's going to happen now they go head-to-head. Taguchi versus Gresham, you know, I, I think a lot of because of Taguchi versus Gresham, we're going to get main event Taguchi in this match. I hope so, man. And, and even if it's, again, even if it's one and done, and then he goes and does tag matches and bees, and, and is the coach and becomes mm-hmm. the coach again, that's fine. But give me at least one good match. Karistico uh, versus Bushi, two guys who personify their craft in, in, in their respective companies, obviously going to be a great match. Uh, you mentioned TJP. He's facing Clark Connors. Again, Clark Connors is a young lion. He's getting an opportunity at this. He's probably gonna be one and done, but what a hell of an opportunity for him to be able to show. He's no slouch either. You, if if you watch uh, the G one, all those mm-hmm. tag matches um, between dojos, man, it was getting pretty fucking heated there for a second. <laughs> yeah, you know what, Clark Connors and Carl Fredericks. I, ever since the War of the Worlds tour, I watched those guys, and I was just like, man, these guys are are different. There's something special. Whatever yeah. they're doing in the L.A. Dojo, I mean, being trained by Shibata, of course, I mean, it comes with its perks. So, yeah. uh, definitely, it definitely shows. These guys, these guys fucking bring it. And, uh, Young, I said it's probably going to be uh, a, a win for TJP because Young Lions generally don't get wins. But uh, you never know. But the, regardless, I, uh, I'm i excited to see that match. And then Rocky Romero versus Sobrano Jr., Again, a good clash of styles. It just uh, was, should be an overall fun match uh, between the two. So th- that's that's a hell of a show to put together, man. Absolutely. Uh, again, we're watching Ring of Honor's Summer Supercard. We're getting ready to watch the Briscoes versus Gorillas of Destiny in Ladder Wars. I think they said this was the eighth time ever in the history of Ring of Honor that this match has taken place. Um, every fucking Ladder's War match is just fucking bonkers. So I'm, I'm excited to see this. Um, I'm <laughs> I couldn't keep my attention away from the screen for a second listening to Matt because <laughs> um, Tama Tonga had his IWGP Heavyweight tag team title on upside down. 
<laughs> but um, yeah, the Super J Cup again a, a lot of history and a lot of lineage, and um, I'm hoping they put all of this on the streaming service. Sometimes New Japan is a little uh, flaky about interpromotional stuff, but uh, I'm excited. I'm excited either way. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll get to to see it sooner or later, one way or another. But uh, do you have a do you have a pick of of who's going to win it all? Um, if I had a pick, one guy uh, right now, top of my head, without going too much into it, I, I I'd go show. No shit. I think shows on at the cusp. Of, first of all, there's no um, Takagi. Okay. In this tournament. Yeah. Uh, that right there was uh, <laughs> probably the front runner to win it all if he's in this tournament. But um, shows that uh, they they've they've established many times that uh, that show is uh, is the guy that they, they want to push. What better way to do it? This is this is pretty. Uh, you know, risk free at the moment. You don't have to give him a title shot if you don't want to. I mean, he just he wins the tournament and that's it. But he establishes himself as a legit player within the tournament. So, um, or within the company, I should say. So I, uh, yeah, if I had to pick, I think uh, I think the writing is for show. But uh, we'll see. What about you? Who do you who do you got in this tournament? Oh man, you know what? I'm gonna spoil your day here, but. Uh... I'm gonna go with uh, El Fantasmo. El Fantasmo. I, I I really think uh, I really think. First of all, he's obviously capable. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's without a doubt. But I think he I think he wins the tournament, and in the process, somehow keeps it going with Robbie Eagles after after the the match, to where they they have a possible feud down the line. Um, outside of the tournament, but um, I could easily see him challenging Will Osprey later on this year for that title. Yeah. So. Well, especially if he beats him in the second round. Yeah. Because that could happen. That could happen. So. Yeah, I mean, if El Fantasma wins, that means Show will be knocked out in the semifinals. But, uh, but yeah, I um, I like his odds. I like his odds there. I, I think coming out of the those brackets, I, I would go show, and then uh, Will Osprey and, and El Fantasmo as your your top picks for the top bracket. For the bottom bracket, uh, I would say I would probably say Bushi. Um, I, I would say that they make a run with, with Gresham, but uh, I think it's going to come down between Yo and Dragon Lee, and as as a probably a favorite, whoever wins that match. As a favor to uh, to take that bottom bracket, but um, but yeah, I mean either way, whoever wins wins and losses. Uh, it doesn't say what what the winner gets. Uh, it's pretty safe to say that they probably will get a title shot at some point. Yeah, but, more than likely. But uh, definitely a lot more star power this time around than we did see uh, three years ago when the Super J Cup was brought back. Uh, this is not something they do every year. Uh, it's been it's been three years since it's happened, and prior to that, I think it took like uh, 
It was five before that, and then another four before that. Yeah, so there you have it. I mean, it's not something that's uh, crazy consistent. Um, speaking of tournaments, I I'm, I'm gonna do it on on air here. Sure. Which should be a pretty interesting concept. I want to do a a tag team tournament. I don't know how many how many we're gonna be able to do here, but one stipulation. The tag team has to be brothers, or they have to be they have to be related. I should say, okay, preferably brothers. Okay, and it it, it could be adopted because Grillers of Destiny are they are adopted. Right, Tama Tonga is an adopted brother of Tangaloa, but uh, I want to see between you and I put our heads together who are the best brother tag team duels are. I'm game. Game. I'm game. Right. So that's that's something I'm pitching right here. I, I don't know when we're gonna do that yet, but we'll, uh, do it. we'll definitely do it because I, I I'm seeing this happen. Oh, oh Jesus! <laughs> uh, again, ladies and gentlemen, we are watching the main event of the uh, Summer Supercar ROH CMLL New Japan Pro Wrestling put together. Um, and we are watching Ladder War Briscoes defending the. World Tag Team Titles against G.O.D. And it's so far, it's already been as physical as expected. Uh, they are beating the ever-living shit out of each other. So, so far, so good. <laughs> and, and I don't remember if I said it on, I don't think I said it on air, but, like, I heard a lot of, lot of, lot of really good things about the brutality of this match, which is cool. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> We would find out that G.O.D. would be at the final round of the G1 Climax. Yeah, they, they, that's where the Kenta turn happens. Yeah, so. and they're there. I mean, here they are, you know, in this very physical match, and they go on a plane and take that long flight to Japan. Well, the Briscoes just made a fucking ice cream sandwich out of Tangaloa over there with a fucking table and a ladder. That dude, he, he legit got squished. Tom Tonga never gets the credit he deserves for his dropkick. He, that man gets some height, too. <laughs> that was pretty impressive. But um, I guess uh, I guess we can wrap up the show by uh, by doing a quick rundown here of uh, of w, WWE the, the, uh, this past weekend. Uh, that would be SummerSlam. SummerSlam weekend for WWE. Um, they have been all over the fucking place. 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash WWE Network will get you a subscription. That's all one word. Um, I think the first 30 days are free, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, I, Matt and I will both tell you, please don't get it for the, the current product. But definitely get your subscription for all the classic stuff that's on there. I mean, you can't go wrong with old ECW or Mid-South. Yep. Uh, if you're a WCW fan, old WCW. World class. World class. Or when WWE was good. Yeah, exactly. So uh, That's th- all on there, too. Yeah, th- everything's <laughs> on there. And uh, that is worth your your uh, your first free month at the very least. But, um, oh, uh, yeah, and NXT. NXT Toronto TakeOver. This was the second time they've done Toronto the entire card from top to bottom was fucking fantastic. 
I I was uh, I had just come back from Michigan visiting family, and that was the first thing I did when I got into the house. After I I put away the luggage, I immediately flipped on my phone and watched the entire NXT um, card that happened. Shouts out to fucking Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano for definitely match of the year contender. Mm-hmm. It was it was fucking phenomenal. Those guys, I could watch them fight for forever. No bullshit. They keep no matter how many times they face each other, they keep making it fresh. Although I heard we're probably not going to see that happen again because uh, there's talk of Gargano getting called up. Mm. So to uh, two or five live. To I don't know where to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean I hope not. But I hope he doesn't get called up. Yeah, I don't want him to get called up, but it, it seems like that's what's gonna happen. Um but yeah, what a hell of a fucking minus the odd entrance <laughs> of Velveteen Dream, I'm not even gonna try to explain it to you. It's something that you have to watch, but it it's like it's like something that you would see at an award show. Only not. <laughs> and it didn't it didn't really make that much sense to do it the way they did it. But either way, great fucking card. Mm-hmm. Awesome fucking wrestling. Um SummerSlam, SummerSlam was better than I fucking expected it to be. I told Matt off air I was I'm as surprised as you are by my words. Um what they did with Ziggler and Goldberg was refreshing and I'm glad it wasn't the same run-of-the-mill bullshit they've been feeding us. The only real problem that I had was the whole feeling of the car just being non-sequitur. It didn't make sense. It was like they were trying to tie together a lot of dead ends. Yeah. Um, I think they are, though. I mean, because if, if you think about it, they have a month left, and then Fox takes over SmackDown. And from... from Everything that's being said. Which is fine. I get all that, but sure. there's got to be a better oh, way to no, do I, it. No, I'm not condoning it by any means. I'm, what I'm saying is that it just it just feels like this, this is what they have to do because come October, it's like Fox is like, this is what we want. So, like, whatever they're doing currently, like, they got to just get this shit out. Um, and I, But, yeah, I'm not saying they're doing it correctly. Real quick, I, I read an article before I watched the actual SummerSlam card because I stayed up to watch SummerSlam when I got home from Michigan after NXT because I couldn't fucking sleep. That time difference was something else. But I read an article on Cage Side Seats. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shouts out to the guys over at CagesideSeats.com. Uh, thank you for all the interesting articles. Um, I, I don't remember the author's name, but I did not agree with what he had to say about the Lesnar-Rollins match. I know I'm, I'm going to sound like I'm out of my fucking mind right now, but it was actually a pretty good match. And the author had, if you read the, the article, it's not hard to find. Mm-hmm. If you read the article, he comes across as, he makes it sound like it was a one-sided match where Rollins was like this fucking superhuman and laid waste to Brock Lesnar. And I'm sorry, that's not the way it went down. And, you know, he goes on to say how over the past two weeks leading up to SummerSlam, 
you get a lot of devastation of Rollins. You know, Lesnar comes out and he's beating him down. He, you know, he injures his ribs real bad. You know, there's no way in hell he's going to come back and win this title. Only he does. But it wasn't it wasn't one-sided. It was actually a pretty decent match. I'm not a big Rollins guy myself, but I was thoroughly impressed with how he handled that match and how he tried to make sense of it all. Um, Lesnar, Lesnar, to his credit, you know, everybody listening knows I fucking hate that man. To his credit, he did the job. He did the job, and he made that match believable. So, I, I can't, I can't really say anything <laughs> pretty bad about about the, the match. Um, again, I really enjoyed Ziggler and, and Goldberg. I didn't think I was going to enjoy that, but uh, I was telling Matt, I think a lot of it had to do with. Uh, Ziggler having a verbal handshake with Vince McMahon about leaving the company after SummerSlam. And apparently now Vince has gone back on his word from everything that we're reading. And uh, he's he's pretty much telling Ziggler, like, either you stay with us through the rest of your contract or you sit at home until it's over because I can't let you go. Which is uh, it's pretty fucked up. But... Uh, yeah, SummerSlam. Check it out. Uh, it was a better card than I expected it to be. That's for sure. I guess I have to actually sit and watch it now. <laughs> Son of a gun. I mean, it's no fucking G1, let me tell you, but I didn't expect it to be that either. So <laughs> maybe, maybe someday. <laughs> uh, with that said, we're going to wrap up the show this week. As always, thank you guys again for listening. Thank you, thank you. To everyone and all of the love being shown to us over at PodCoin. Thank you. Goddamn PodCoin. You guys are awesome. Um, and all of our regular listeners, everybody who's been listening to us since day one, week one. Thank you. Thank you for everything. Facebook.com slash 20x20crew will get you to our Facebook page. Uh, if you want to come talk to Matt and I, Facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20talk. And you can come chat about everything, including Ladder Wars, which we're watching right now. And there's a whole fuck ton of blood in the ring. <laughs> buckets <laughs> um, of blood. Buckets of blood. <laughs> uh, Twitter.com slash 20x20crew, where you can hate tweet us if you like. Uh, Instagram.com slash 20x20crew, if you want to send us pictures of tiny nipples or what have you. And, God damn crew at gmail.com if you want to email us uh, questions, comments, concerns, and the like. And uh, what did I miss? Oh, YouTube. 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash YouTube where we host our exclusive YouTube content in the form of the following contest. Ladies and gentlemen, we are at war with... We're at like a ladder war with YouTube. There's times where it wants to work for us and there's times where it doesn't. Right now, it's one of those times where it doesn't. We're at least three episodes behind on the current stuff, getting it up on YouTube. Thanks a lot, YouTube. You're fucking it up. <laughs> but but you should be listening on Podcoin anyway. You should be listening on Podcoin because you're getting list- you're getting paid to listen to us. Like what kind of a sweet gig don't you want? Come on. Please, people. Get uh, with the get I, with the program. I mean, like our stuff for us, but I mean 
Get paid doing it. Get paid it. to do it. Get paid doing it. I mean, fuck yeah, dude. Get paid to do it. I wish I got paid to do all the good things I like. Well, but you know, if I got paid to play video games, how sweet that'd be. I was talking to Matt off air, and you know, we got some stuff in the works where we're we're gonna be getting paid a little with uh, with this gig. So I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm always excited for that, but uh, are, are we done plugging? Oh, we done, uh, we done more. I, I, I don't know. I don't want to forget anything. Yeah, right? No, I think I'm done. It's been a long week for me. I'm sorry if I'm not in it right now. My head's a little spinning a little bit. It's been a long um, it's been a long week for the both of us. But, but, uh it's it's nice to sit down and finally yeah, talk wrestling with it, you. It know. is it is definitely refreshing and be able to watch it. Uh going back to getting paid, that that's definitely great. But uh That's not why we do that's it. That's not why we do this. I, I it's just a plus. Yeah. Love love doing this. Uh, good things, bad things, whatever's going on. Not that anything was bad. It's just a busy week. To be able to sit down and and and, and talk pro wrestling is and, and and have you guys all at home listening as well. And uh, before I go, I'm gonna plug this match. If you haven't seen Ladder War, was it eight? Yes. From the Supercard, you you need to watch this. I I've been trying to contain my excitement. And I might have to go back and watch this again, <laughs> but uh, holy shit, it, this is everything that I expected and more. And we're not, I think it was just like the first ten minutes of the match. I don't know how long it goes, but this, I, this I don't is, know if it can go much longer. Yeah, this is fucking crazy. <laughs> like Jay Briscoe is bleeding profusely all over the place. Like I don't know how he's not passed out now. I think God couldn't do that much juicing. I mean, because you, you can only. You can't have super bad cuts when you go on a plane. Oh, that's right. And they got, like, a fucking 12-hour flight or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Good God, yeah. That would have been devastating. Um, but... The- <laughs> 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 go back and close the show. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for all the love and support that we you guys give. Thank you to Podcorn again. Thank you to all our sponsors, including Amazon, for... Uh, for, for- for shitty fire sticks and sh- allowing me to buy Roku's. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for all the support. Thanks to my partner Joe for holding on the fort when uh, when I'm super busy and and uh, vice versa. I try to do the same for him. Uh, we're good partners. We know we've been fantastic, but ladies and gentlemen, you've also been fantastic. Always fantastic. And uh, until next week, we will see, see you, you in, in the, the ring. ring with a Roku. <laughs> <laughs>